I do have to find about growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for, um, everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey, everybody. It's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And we've got another one of my favorite segments ever. Hashtag Stranger Danger. Now, this is a Stranger Danger episode that I'm really pumped to do because it's somebody who I was supposed to have met already, but we haven't technically met. So there's still a ton of mysteriousness and intrigue here because if I were to go to Starbucks right now and she were there, I wouldn't know who she was. Like we wouldn't know who we were. At least I feel like I wouldn't know who she was. I'm really excited to meet this guest virtually and to have this first conversation here. And then later you'll hopefully see her back on the show and maybe I appear on her show because she is a fellow podcaster. Today on the show, Simone. Simone is a host podcast host, right? And her show is called Nice to Meet You. She's got an IG profile. I believe it's NTMY podcast. We'll talk more about it later. I've got Simone here. She's actually from the DC area, or at least she lives in the DC area. We'll figure out where she's from soon. And I'm excited to talk to her about her show, where she grew up, what she's doing, what she's got going on for 2020, how her show kind of got started and what she plans on doing with it. And like, just like whatever else comes up. So Without further ado, please welcome Miss Simone. Hello. How's it going? Um, it's going pretty good. How are you? You know, it's late. I'm tired, but I'm excited too. I always get <laughs> so excited when I do these episodes. Like I get so geeked every single time. I'm like those little kids. Like, like you've seen those little kids who fall asleep, but then like they start hearing baby shark in the background and they just wake up. Yeah, and they like wake up. <laughs> exactly how I get. Yeah. So, all right. So I want to know, are, have you always been in the DC area or did you move here from somewhere else? So I grew up in PG County and then in March I moved to DC because I bought a house here. So yeah. Nice. So I've always Congrats. been in the area, but I just moved to DC. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you who are not from the DMV area, PG County is in Maryland. Yeah, right across the D.C. border. Um, it's south and east of D.C. And I always forget that, like, people don't know where P.G. County is. I guess I'm just, like, so ingrained in the area that I just forget, like, oh, yeah, there's life outside of, like, you know, this area. But, yeah, I've lived yeah. there all my whole life. We, d- we know it. We just know, like, the area. But it is a very popular yeah. area here. Um, I would say probably one of the bigger counties in in the area, like in the DMV, when we talk about the DMV, we're typically talking about like DC, the city itself, and then like the immediate surrounding cities in both Maryland and Virginia. So that's like the DMV. It's not like all of Virginia and all of Maryland. It's like kind of like the cool parts right around DC. Yeah. So what's interesting about PG County that is, is that it wraps around like most of DC. So like it starts from the south, and then it goes to like most of the north, and then Montgomery County starts. But most of Maryland that wraps around DC is PG County, so it just like seems, I guess, like bigger than it is because it just like kind of engulfs DC in that kind of way. Awesome. Okay, so you moved, you bought a house, you moved to DC. Congrats. So tell me about Thank you. where you went to school and like what that was all about. Because you majored, you, were you a double major? 
Yeah, so I was a double major in psychology and economics. I went to the University of Maryland, and um, I started off as a psychology major, and then I basically realized I didn't want to go to grad school and that I needed a second plan. So that's where economics came in. I've always like kind of been into math, and um, they were in the same like you know college. So it was like kind of like my prerequisites met both of those. So it just kind of like worked out in that way. But now I do work in economics also, so it worked out. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, U Maryland is a really popular school in this area as well. And um, I have mm-hmm. a bunch of friends who went there. I think my mom went there actually too for a bit. But um, okay, so you, you've been doing economic stuff and then last year you started a podcast show. So tell me about like that journey. Yeah, so honestly, this but I'm kind of like, I don't really know how it happened because I remember planning it, but I'm just like not sure how I got the idea. Um, I had a friend who started a podcast and that kind of inspired me to be like, man, this is really cool. I kind of want to like do something like this. And I wanted a co-host for a long time, but I couldn't find someone who was like either like close enough or dedicated enough or like just like ready enough to like carry on a show. So one day I was like driving home from the gym and I had this idea, like, what if I just like met people and interviewed them? And that's where nice to to meet you came from. So, um, at first I was like trying to like say what the name was like getting to know you something, something. And then nice to meet you just came to me. Cause like, as soon as you meet someone, the, like the next thing you say is nice to meet you. So, um, yeah. So that started December 4th last year and, um, it's been coming out every Tuesday ever since. Nice. And, you know, I think a lot of people get inspired by, the people around them. And that's why it's always so important to surround yourself by inspiring people, right? Who are doing stuff that is interesting, that seems like something you might be able to do, or you might want to do, or you might be interested in just like trying out. And when you, when you see somebody else doing it, it almost gives you like permission or it gives you this inspiration to just do it too. And you can make it your own and you can do your own thing with it, but it's really important to be around people that inspire you. So even though you weren't able to find a host, I mean, tell, tell me what like the entire podcasting world has developed for you over the past year. Cause I mean, it's almost been a full year and a lot happens in a year, especially when you're putting out yeah. content every single week. Right. Definitely. Um, I would say I've learned a lot in the last year about like well, I mean, just like everything, honestly, like from like living at my parents' house to like owning my own home and having to take care of that. And then like having to like go out and meet people for the podcast and record it and edit it and put it out every Tuesday. Um, I kind of feel like I planned it enough when I started it that it was kind of just about like keep going, I guess. And I would like go to happy hours and like it was kind of like a way to kind of like wait for traffic to die down. So I would like end up sitting at happy hour and sitting next to someone and ended up like talking to them and like learning more about them. And like, I was just like sitting there one day and thinking like, how interesting would it be just like tell people stories, like just let people like talk about themselves, just like everyday people. Like, I don't know if you've heard of like humans of New York or something like that. Um, it's like an Instagram that like just features like everyday New Yorkers and just like says like a blurb basically about them. And I just wanted, I guess like, an expanded version of that. So, um, 
that's how I started. And um, since then, I feel like it's expanded my skills and like talking to people and also understanding people and how like people operate and how people work and learning like more about people helps you learn more about yourself. So I guess like that's been like a journey of like sort of like self-discovery like within the podcast also. For those of you who aren't in the area, you may or may not be aware that the D.C. metropolitan area has some of the worst traffic in the country. So most of us (laughs) will do just about anything to avoid sitting in it because that's exactly what we're going to be doing is sitting in it. We're not going to be going anywhere. Um, And I think it's a great idea to use that as an opportunity to do something useful, right? To sit down and you're at a bar, you're having cocktails, whatever, but you're being social and you're meeting people and you're learning about what other people's lives are like. I think that's super interesting. So I want to talk more about the networking piece. Our shows are similar in the sense that we talk to people. A lot of times we may not know these people really well and we're getting to learn, we're getting to learn about them and we're getting to a point where we have like a stronger rapport and a stronger knowledge base about what this person is like and where they came from. But have you, have you struggled at all with the networking piece in general, like meeting people, difficult people, especially like in this area, I find sometimes people can be kind of, I don't want to say difficult or standoffish, but I kind of do want to say difficult and standoffish. So do you experience any of that? Or- <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like the hardest part is like meeting someone who like seems like they're interested and like, they're like, oh yeah, I'm down. I'm like, great. And then you text them and they just like don't respond. And it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm not interested anymore. It's just like no response. And that would be like the toughest thing that I've dealt with as far as like difficult people. But other than that, like, Things have been pretty smooth sailing aside from like people's schedules. Sometimes it's really hard to like book a guest because it's like, oh, well, this month works for me. And then that month doesn't work. And then it's like, oh, next month. But um, other than like, I guess, like people who don't respond to people with with, like um, scheduling issues, it's been pretty smooth sailing. Yeah. I mean, scheduling is kind of a pain in the butt. It it really is. Um, I've gotten kind of lucky and I've only had one or two people kind of flake. Okay, maybe like three or four recently, three or four <laughs> flake. But you know, it it most of the time I think it works out for the best, right? I feel like the people that are supposed to be on the show end up on the show. And the people that aren't don't. That's the way that I like to look at it. But it is difficult to book people and then people ghosting. I had that problem a lot in California when I moved out there. Everybody was so friendly. And I'm like, wow, people are really fucking nice. I I wonder why. And I found that people would initiate conversation or would indulge in conversation with me. And then they would be, they would have the idea. Oh, let's switch, you know, contact information. Let's exchange numbers or let's let's do blank or you should come over or we should meet up for this. And then they would plan some shit with me and then disappear on their own plans. I'm like, bro, this was your idea. Why am I the one? Like what's good? I found that was something I struggled with quite a bit in California and every area kind of has its own little, yeah, its own little weird um, things about it. But networking can be difficult depending on like, where you're at. I think different regions, different areas have different hangups. Um, people in Cali were way more trusting yeah. than people on the East Coast were a little bit more hesitant. But then at the same token, like people in New York or like upstate, like New England, a lot of them were really open. Like 
they would invite you to, you know, there's, and then people in the South kind of are really open too. So you meet people and they've got different, you know, scales of, it's like a sliding scale of how friendly and open and like communicative and just, just nice people yeah. are. It, yeah. It's definitely different yeah. in different places. I, I was really surprised when that took a turn. I was like, oh, the Cali people, like, they want to meet you, and then they want to hang out, and they're like, they would just ghost you, because I would figure that, like, oh, it's, like, very easy to make friends over there, but um, I was actually talking about this earlier today, where I was like, it's, the thing about, like, making friends, like, when you're out, or when you're just, like, in public, and, like, you, like, are literal strangers, is that you have basically, like, a week in order to make plans to see each other again. Because if you don't make it in that week or if you don't have that contact, then it's just like, okay, well, next week I'm definitely not going to reach out. So I was talking about, like, that critical time where it's, like, once you, like, make that first initial contact and then you have, like, another, like, meeting, then it's like, okay, like, now we're, like, kind of friends. And, like, that's basically, like, how making friends and networking works. Definitely speed is your friend when it comes to making friends. And that could probably be a tweetable somewhere, but I agree. <laughs> I think you've got to, you know, just like when you meet up a, a potential like dating person, right? You, you get their number, they get your number and it's like, you better make a move before you're forgotten, put in file 29, put in the back burner in the back of somebody's brain. That's exactly what you don't want to happen is for someone to be like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what is your name again? Like, where? where <laughs> and like, literally, they're like trying to sift through their brain to remember where the hell they met you, what your name is, and why you're important to them. And I think that can be very awkward. So I agree. I agree. Um, making mm-hmm. making friends can be easy, I think, no matter where you are. But it, it, there's always going to be something. And we have to keep in mind that people are moving all around the country all the time. So you'll meet people in Cali. Most people from Cali like are from random ass places. Military towns, you get the same shit. You, you'll meet a ton of people from like everywhere else. And then on the East Coast too, you know, there's a lot of nice people, but all of them are from different places. So um, I think that can be definitely in your advantage if you've got people from different areas. But okay, so networking has been pretty good for you. I'm glad meeting people, finding guests. So as far as like you, the way your show operates, I mean, I listened to a few episodes, a couple episodes before we chatted, um, and they were mainly about your guests. So how do you know when you've met somebody that you really want to have on this show and that they're going to have something kind of important to say? Um, let's see. I think it usually takes me about like, it takes like five minutes in the conversation to see if you want to continue talking to someone, if you're going to run out of things to talk to you, I feel like. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit like crass to say now that I said it like that, but I kind of feel like you just have a feeling that people have more to say. Like a couple of guests that I'm thinking about right now, they have like their own podcast. And like when you have your own podcast, it's like, okay, so you kind of know what things to talk about, but I guess other people that I've known on my show or like I've had on my show, um, I guess, I guess you have to test the waters and say like something and see if like they actually have like a stance, like, people have opinions are people that you want on your podcast. You have to have something, I guess, like not necessarily controversial, but there has to be some sort of stance. So I guess like when you realize that someone has an opinion on certain things, then that's a good guess. No matter like, well, matters what the opinion is, but as long as you have an opinion, then, you know, that's what people are looking for, I guess. 
yeah, that's actually a really, really good point. And I think it's super smart. When you have when you have something to say about something, most people would be willing to hear at least some of it, especially if you say it mm-hmm. in a way that's interesting or charismatic or, you know, you've got a ton of facts. I think we all geek out on random stuff. Some of us, like a lot of people that I work with are like weird fact nerds, like trivia, <laughs> random bits of useless information that seems kind of useless until it's not. And then they just pull all this random shit that they know and they just put it on the table. And you're like, oh, that's actually really helpful, John. Thank you. Um, and then some people are just really good storytellers and they just tell a story and you're just like, uh-huh. And then, and then what happened? And then what happened? And you're just waiting for them to keep talking. And then some people are just really funny. I think there are lots of different types of people. So I'm glad that Mm -hmm. you look at it from a a sense of like, do we have something to talk about? Yes or no. And do you have something to actually say about that topic, whatever it may be? I guess a little bit away from your show, I want to talk more about like what you do for fun, because this is about learning about (laughs) you as a stranger. So you got your house. I mean, what do you love about DC and what do you love to do in and around the city? Um, I love like almost everything about DC. Um, it's a great, it's like a, it's a small city. Like I was talking actually earlier again about, um, how small DC is and how much, um, traffic it gets for how small it is. Like if you think about how big the United States is and how big DC is and how many people have to come through this area just to like do business it's kind of crazy in that way. Um, but what I do for fun, um, now that I have a house, it's like my favorite thing is to have people over. Um, I've tried to throw a party like basically every other month with, um, a group of friends, but I just like having people over. Um, obviously like, you know, going out in DC is fun. Like apparently I just learned this, that, um, DC has the most restaurants, I think per capita of like any city in the United States. Um, so yeah, I like to go out to restaurants and eat also. So that's pretty much, yeah. What I like to do for fun. Nice. Yes. I did not know that about DC. I thought Dallas was that stat, but maybe it's changed or maybe, yeah, I thought Dallas held that stat. Um, and, and again, this is, this was like, cause I lived in Dallas last year. And oh. I, I don't know, maybe it's new now. Maybe DC is back to being number one. Who knows? But we'll, we'll fact somebody. <laughs> it's like the stat is following you. <laughs> maybe it is. Is it just like the stat is following you? The stat is following because it knows that I like to eat. So, you know. Yeah. It's like where that girl goes, we should open <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> it's actually a really good idea, but I'm, I'm with you. I love going out and I love doing all the same stuff. So that's, that's pretty cool. And yes, DC has a lot to offer regardless of how many, you know, restaurants or bars. I think DC is, is we've definitely come up. I used to live here before and then my dad was stationed here back in like 98 and we lived on bowling actually in Southeast right there, Air Force Base. And then um, they got a house in Northern Virginia and then I went to high school here and then I went, where did I go after that? I went to Howard. Yeah. And I was in DC again in the city city. And then I went to PG County. Actually, I was in PG County in Maryland and lived with my ex there for like a year or so. Then moved back to Virginia, went to Mason and then moved back home. 
after I graduated from college, my undergrad, and then worked for the DEA in Virginia as a contractor and then like did my thing until I moved to San Diego. So I spent a good, I I think most of my memories as like an adult, I guess, or as like a, an older teenage person, most of my, I think formidable memories, whatever, most of my memories um, are in this area. I have memories in Texas and in Alaska and in New York and other places I lived, but like the majority of my life, I, I feel like I've spent in DC, Maryland, Virginia. At one point I was the tri-state girl. I was living in Maryland, working in Virginia and going to school in DC when I was going to Howard. Wow. And living in Maryland. Yeah, it was crazy, but I love I'm this area. I'm surprised that you say that. <laughs> I'm surprised that you say that because it seemed like, I thought that you were like from California and then you moved to this area. But like, I guess what I'm surprised is that like, you've seen this area change and like how it's changed like since you've been here. And I, that's actually like one of like the things that I talk about a bit on my podcast is like the fact that like this area, like DC specifically went from being chocolate city to chocolate suburbs, which is like a phrase that my friend coined. And yeah, it's like weird to like, you know, like you watch that happen also. Yeah. And it's sad. I mean, I get sad thinking about it. I mean, I like the Howard area was totally different. I liked it the way that it was. I will say that some of the shit they've put up on like U Street and V or whatever, 14, all that, some of the like apartments, condos and this bougie apartment shits, they call, whatever they call themselves, they're really nice looking. Like they, they're not ugly. I will say, you know, the gentrification that has happened has definitely been, you know, easy on the eyes. However, there's a lot that has changed and I liked the nostalgia that was there originally. I didn't really find there was anything wrong with it. I mean, that's just me. So every single house I grew up in is essentially gone almost at this point. Wow. Almost all of them. I lived in a bunch of houses, but they're gone. And you would think I'd be like, girl, change, you know, this is normal, but I'm still like, no, I love that place. It's gone. I had so many memories. And I have like this huge fit in the middle of the street. That still happens every time (laughs) I go into the city or into any place I used to, in any area, even San Diego. I moved out of San Diego in 2017 and yeah, 2017 and in the like spring. And I go back almost like every three to four months, if not sooner. And shit has changed. There are bars that are gone. Every time I go, something I used to do or someplace I used to go is gone. And that's really, really tough. And, you know, but it's part of, it's part of life. It's part of business. Businesses close. They don't have enough money. They didn't have enough business. Their management sucked, you know, and that's part of life. So are there any having you having actually been here for like a really long time consistently? Are there any places that like you grew up that you're like, girl, let me tell you, I wish I could go back to that place tomorrow that isn't there anymore? So what's crazy is that like I don't have that experience. Like I haven't been back to like my childhood home, but like I'm pretty sure it's still there. And I'm trying to think about like places that I'm sure that places have closed and I know that they've closed, but I'm like saying that most of the places that I used to go to, because I'm only 25 right now. So like when I first started like coming to DC and like really going out, that was like in college. So that's like 2021. So it's like, I'm only going to have five years in the, in the city, 
but even with that, I've seen it change. Even while I've like just been living here for six months, I've seen it change. But I haven't really experienced that yet. Like my parents live in the second home that I grew up in and they live in PG County. So like, you know, like they're not exactly gentrifying there because it's just PG County because it's already gentrified. I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't seen that many things closed, but I just seem like, I don't know, when I go out to places and meet people, I've realized, like, a lot of the people aren't from here. And that's weird. Because I was used to always, like, you know, like, especially growing up in PG County, everybody's from there. Like, everybody lives in this area. Like, your family is in the area. Your family in, like, you know, D.C. and then in Maryland. But um, going out and, like, realizing, like, wait, none of you guys are from here? Like, how did you get here? Like, what is going on? And, like, you know, like, having that, like, coming to that realization of like, oh, wow, this is like kind of an issue or like a really big issue, honestly. Um, But yeah, I haven't personally experienced that, but I've experienced like at least like the realization of like, whoa, there's something going on here. I mean, I think it's interesting when people don't know what's going on, they don't, you get to kind of teach them or school them on like what's really good on this block or in this part of town or in this area or what, um, or what you love about this particular part of town and whatnot. So there's a ton of history and there's some really cool facts and buildings and obviously monuments and museums in the city. So I love when I meet people who aren't from the area and I'm like, oh, well, hold on a second. Let me get like a notebook out so I can write all this shit down for you because got, I've got a ton of stuff. And I used to be able to, one of the reasons why I left DC is because I was in an airport. I don't know where I was. I was in an airport somewhere. And I was standing next to this lady and her son, and they were struggling trying to figure out what to do when they got to DC. And of course, like I'm eavesdropping. I don't know what I was doing. Maybe they were just being loud. And I joined their conversation and I'm like, wait a minute. So you're flying into DC? I guess, I don't know where I was going or where, what the deal was with this flight, but they were going to DC and I was not. And I was like, all right, look, tell me what you like to do. Tell me what you like to eat and tell me where you're staying. And they told me all of that. And I literally was able to give them an itinerary of like what to do. I was like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to get up and you're going to go here for breakfast. And then make sure you go to this coffee spot. It's, it's around the corner. It's kind of hard to find, but you're going to make a left on, on 7th. And when you see it, you need to go in there and you're going to get blank. And you're going to ask for Jimmy. Tell him I said, what's up? Then there's this museum. Since you guys said that you like blank, there's this museum right down the street from there. You don't need a metro. You don't need an Uber. You just walk like, you're good with walking, right? Okay, cool. So you go down two blocks. It's right there. Have a good time. It's totally free. They're open till seven. You can stay as long as you want. And they allow cameras. And then if you get hungry, you mentioned you liked Italian food. There's this really nice spot across the street from there. It's kind of expensive, but it's totally worth it. You go there. And then like, I was literally able to give them a... <laughs> like step-by-step itinerary of what to do in the city because I was always in the city. I I feel like I could do tours and shit, but that's kind of like when you're a military kid and you're moving, like you learn the area real quick and really thoroughly. And then you bounce like that's, that's just like the MO you go, you see, you conquer, right? You see, you conquer. Yeah. Whatever. I came, I saw, I conquered. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, that's what I would do. And I got really good at doing that. So I knew about a lot of things that even people who had lived in that area for a long time didn't know. That happened in Texas. I had a friend who I went to Howard with. She's from Texas. And I moved out there 
And actually two of my, my besties from Howard live in the Dallas area and I'm down there and I'm ripping and running. I had never lived in Dallas. I'm doing all the shit. I'm in Debellum. I'm in Grand Prairie. I'm in Addison. I'm at the mall. I'm in like downtown. Like I'm all over the place. And they were like, oh my God, Whitney, I, I can't believe like, where are we? I've never even been here. I've lived here for like my whole life. And blah, I've never been this place. And this, 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 this. But I think it's fun to thoroughly explore where you live because there's so much cool stuff. And, you know, I, I, I agree. And I also think it's really important to explore where you're, the city that you're going to. I realized like recently that when you take a trip, instead of like trying to go to a whole bunch of different cities, just stay in one city and try to do different things. And I also have the key to that. Um, bartender. If you go to a bar, you like sit down, you ask the bartender, or like if you, even if you don't drink, just go to the bar, ask, ask them for a water and just ask them where they like to go, what they like to do. And they can tell you like all the local spots and where people go. And like, that's what I realized was like the easiest way to move around a city that you're not familiar with. Absolutely. And that's one of my favorite pro tips too, for people who are going out by themselves. Because when I started going out by myself, so I'm a little bit older than you, but when I was, I guess, <laughs> 25 or whatever, I was partying a lot and I had graduated and I was chilling. I was making some money. I had my little car and I was zooming around town in DC and I would have girlfriends and they'd be like, yeah, Whitney, let's go out. And then I'd be like, okay. And then after work, I'd be ready to go and they'd be sleep somewhere. And I'm like, Hey, we said we were going to go out. Like I'm dressed. I'm literally in route to the city. And you know, of course you get the excuses. Oh, my cat has diarrhea or my stomach hurts, or I have a toothache, whatever, whatever. So now you're, you're SOL. So what do you do? Do you go to DC or do you not? Cause my parents lived like 45 minutes from the city. So I had to commit to going and I would go and what would I do? I would go sit at the bar and I'd make friends with the bartender because typically the bartenders are bored as fuck, especially in the beginning of the night. And I would just make friends. And that was really, really useful to me. So I'm glad that you made that point um, to, to do that because they be knowing stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really surprised that like, I didn't realize that this was like a pro tip. I was like, you know, but um, no, that we're definitely from the same class. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a because um, when I started working also, that was like how it was. I was working in DC and then like my car was like, down at Branch Avenue and was like, okay, so do I either stay in DC or do I go get my car and like do all this other stuff? Like, are you guys going to meet me here? And it's like, okay, you guys are going to be another hour, but like, it's not enough time to go back, get my car and then come back. So you sit at the bar, you talk to the bartender and then you realize like, oh, this is fun meeting people. And that's how you start networking. (laughs) Yeah. And it's free. I mean, it's free. And these bartenders have a lot of random information. And typically most people aren't very nice to them. And you would think that they would be considering they're the keeper of all things alcohol. <laughs> you know, right. you would think, but people aren't. And that's kind of where it's like, you know, you can just show a little kindness to these folks and they will 
hook you up. They'll look out for you. Um, I've had bartenders, you know, in the city, I used to party a lot on ninth and F and they would, you know, when I would go home, if I would go home by myself without my friends, or I parked somewhere different than my friends, they would, um, have one of the bouncers walk me to my car and, you know, they would hold my purse wow. behind the bar sometimes. Like I really made friends with some of these bartenders and they became friends of mine. And uh, so I think it's a great, it's a great tip. And again, safety and numbers, right? If you are going out by yourself, safety is always a concern as a female, right? And I think most of us, but definitely as females, so people who identify as female. So if you have issues with that, or you want to make sure you're good, you can make friends and, um, and yeah, get the hookup. So yeah, definitely a pro tip. Okay. So I do want to talk about 2020 because new year, new me. Right. New, new, new year, new us. Of course. Yeah. Every single year, every single day, new day, new me. <laughs> Seriously. So what's going on for you for 2020? Like, what do you, are you trying to do something different with this show or I don't know, you're gonna have more crazy parties. Like, what are you, what are you really wanting to do for the new year? It's funny that you asked that because I was actually like, literally like two weeks ago, I started thinking about like, all right, so what are we doing next year? Like me talking to myself, you know, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? What are the goals that matter? What do we want to continue that we did this year that went well? So um, I wrote down a whole bunch of like different things. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? Um, and I have three top goals for next year. Um, I've been trying to learn French for a while. So I want to um, get deeper into that. Um, for right now, I have my phone in French. So like whenever I like give my, like gives like a new person my phone, they're always like, is this a different language? And I'm like, yeah. And then I have to explain, like, I've been trying to learn French for like a year and a half. And, um, next year I'm going to like try to actually really get into that. Um, I want to throw a party for the show for the nice me podcast. Um, but I was trying to do one for the one year anniversary, but I don't have the time to plan that right now. So I was going to do a 100 episode show. So like that is my next goal for that. Um, I'm pretty good at finding guests, but I don't exactly have a contingency plan. So it's like when you have money and you're checking, but not your savings. So I want to start having a savings account for, you know, content for the show. And then my last goal is just to like, take more vacations because I've only been on vacation once this year. And I feel like you should go at least three times a year just for self-care. So, yeah. So where, like, where do you like to go on vacation? Is this like a tropical thing? Is this in the U S? So for um, next year, um, I want to do a tropical vacation. Yeah. Um, a domestic vacation also somewhere like visit just like a city that's popular in the U S that I've never been to. And then also an international vacation to just go somewhere like another continent outside of the U.S. and um, just spend some time there. Yeah, I definitely think it's good to have a backup. <laughs> a number of people who, and I think that's where networking comes into play. Like networking just to network. Networking, you're, you're networking with a goal, but you're networking really just to network. So whatever happens, happens. Maybe you become this person's best mm -hmm. friend. Maybe you kiki with them for a little bit and then you never talk to them again. Or maybe they become a guest on your show or they know someone who can. So having that like overflow of people that you can just kind of rotate if someone's unavailable or being difficult in that time is is really, really, really smart. I think that's 
um, I think it's a great idea and that will help you stay consistent for sure. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about your IG page because I want people to know where to find you. So you do, before we get into the IG page real quick, just a rundown of your show. So you have a new guest, it goes live, episodes go live on Tuesdays. You find these people just out and about, typically you're interviewing them in person, right? Yeah. So generally I do interview people in person. Um, I have done a couple of like over the interweb interviews, Um, Mm -hmm. but generally it's in person, um, either at my house or like out in the world. Um, but yeah. And so you meet people, you have them over, you interview them, you record that and you get it, you edit it yourself and then you get that out. And then you do these little snippets, which I love, and they're on your IG page and people can go and follow you and see these little clips from the episode with that particular person. So what is your IG page one more time for the audience? Yeah. So the, um, Instagram and Twitter page, um, both at NTMY podcast. So nice to meet you. Just take that acronym and then put podcast on the end. Okay. And you post everything on there and okay. So for 2020, if you have a podcast party, for this show, would people like you, would you just like put it on your profile and invite people? Would you have tickets? Would you do it at your house? Like, what would that look like? Um, so for the show, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that I'll probably like host it at a bar or something just because like a hundred people in my own house, I don't think that would be such a great party. Um, but yeah, no, I'm thinking about like inviting all of the guests that have been, you know, hosted on the show and also having like, you know, like open, like, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really like there in planning yet, but I do want to have like people be able to like, you know, just like come and like meet people. Like, you know, I kind of want it to be a sort of like networking event where it's like, oh, I've kind of met you before, but like let's introduce ourselves. And like, you know, I just kind of like, want people to connect and that's kind of what the podcast is about it's just like people learning more about people who are different than them the same as them and like one thing that I've always said on the show is that like learning more about people teaches you more about yourself and like you learn like when you disagree with someone with someone that oh now this is my stance it's like oh wait you're more to the left than I am so now I know I'm more to the right so it's just like that interchange is like basically what the show is about. Absolutely. And having like a networking sort of mixer for your podcast show event would be smart. I think that's a fantastic idea. I found Simone because I was literally at my desk and I was searching the DC podcast hashtag. So you can follow hashtags if you didn't know that on Instagram. And whenever somebody uses that hashtag, you can actually search to see who's used it and who got the most hits or who used it recently and scroll like chronologically. And so I scrolled chronologically because I don't care about who's got the most hits. I don't give a shit. And when I did it chronologically, I found the nice to meet you podcast had posted something recently. And I was like, Ooh, what is this? And I clicked on it and it's a full page, lots of active content. I subscribed and then I DM'd her and was like, Hey, what's good. I'm Whitney. We should be friends because our shows are kind of like similar in like a bunch of different ways. And I'd love to like partner. <laughs> and this is something that I wanted to say because it's important to, to notate this. A lot of times we see our peers as competition. A lot of times we'll see someone doing something similar to us or just, you could just have been a podcaster 
and that I met like at Macy's. And then all of a sudden I feel like you're a competition, even though your podcast may be on scientific cat facts, um, something completely different from my show. Sometimes we feel this need or this pressure to feel like we have competition or to feel like we're, we need to be competitive with everybody. And unfortunately, I, I just think that's bullshit and it's not my MO. And I don't think that that's productive, right? You and I have a ton of things that we can learn from each other and that we can gain from knowing each other and to look at each other as like competitors or as, you know, off topic or off, um, it's off topic, not off topic, like off limits. That's the word off limits yeah. is, is bogus. And that's only going to keep us further apart. And I think that's what they, DJ Khaled, they stay away from they stop believing they, this is that kind of a deal. Like that's what they want. They want us to not, you know, collaborate and to partner and to work together and to get to know each other. That's what they want. And I think we need to stop doing that. So this is hopefully inspiration to somebody. I wanted to make sure I said this that you can find people doing what you're doing in an area in which you were doing it that are friendly, that will open the DM and respond to you, that will actually like make an effort to communicate and make space for you. This is something that just happened. I made the effort, I reached out, and now look what has happened, right? That's yeah. what taking that risk and opening the line of communication up and being open to what's going to come, regardless of what that person is doing or where they're at. You could have had a show for 12 years, right? And I still was like, hey, I don't know. I didn't even know if it was just you, if it was a co-host. I hadn't tuned into the show yet. Like you were just a total stranger. And now like (laughs) you were going to invite me to your house, like literally the next week. And I'm like, this is so cool. This is so cool. The internet is amazing and we need to utilize it and look at it not as a way to compare ourselves or to distance ourselves, but definitely as a way to collaborate, partner, and to build something. Yeah. And I was um, talking to my brother like literally yesterday. Um, We went out to eat and then I forgot what we were talking about, but basically he said the phrase, closed mouths don't get fed. And what's funny is that I've used that phrase at least once a day. I think I used it last night also after he said it. And like, now it's coming up again where it's like, you're like, I don't really know what's going to happen, but like, let me just throw this out there and then watch what comes back. And I think that we just need to live with that sort of like, I don't even know what the word is, but like that sort of like intensity, I guess, in us of just like, okay, let me just throw this out there and see what happens when it comes back. Because why have dreams if we're not going to try to live them? Two snaps <laughs> on that. Why? I mean, I'm with you. Why? Why do that? Why have a show about networking if you're not going to actually network? I mean, <laughs> come on. It's, it, it just, it makes sense to me, but you know, I guess it doesn't always make sense to, to folks depending on the way that you look at it. So yes. Well, I think, I think it's hard because like there are introverts versus extroverts and like some people are just like, a lot of people say like, I'm not sure how to meet people because I'm an introvert and like, I have like anxiety about like going up to someone and I'm always thinking about what they're thinking about me. But I think the difference between introverts and extroverts is that like extroverts are able to suppress those feelings. So it's not like you don't feel them at all, but it's just like, you're like, well, I mean like people make mistakes and I can understand that and they can understand that I make mistakes also. And introverts don't exactly have that same mindset. People are a lot more forgiving than I think that we give them credit for. I think that's definitely something that people forget and it's easy to do. A lot of this stuff, we make it way harder than it needs to be. 
But um, yeah, and I actually, I do want to talk more in 2020 about introverts versus extroverts. I feel like a lot of us are ambiverts and maybe we don't mm-hmm. realize that. Like we pick and choose when we want to be extroverts. And yes, sometimes we are introverted and we're not like in the mood for certain things and certain festivities and whatnot. But for the most part, I think most of us are ambiverts. We can kind of turn it on and off and we don't mind a little interaction every now and then. Yes, there are definitely people who are introverts and really do well and thrive completely by themselves or in small, you know, capacities and small numbers. But yeah, I think most of us, and I think as humans, we want and we crave human interaction or at least companionship. That's why, you know, you'll see cat ladies and you'll see um, empty nesters getting pets and stuff. Like we want, we want companionship. We want interaction. It's important for our livelihood. So I don't know. I think it's good for your health. It's definitely good for your health to me. And this is scientific. I'm not making this shit up. It is good for your health <laughs> to meet people and to be out and about and to, and to get to know folks. Like it is one of the most powerful things. I mean, you could possibly do for your well being without having to like buy anything, I guess. Like it doesn't cost a ton. Like going to the gym can cost a lot of fucking money. Going to yoga, I can tell you it's, it's expensive. The shit is expensive. You got to get clothes. Mm-hmm. You got to get gear. You got to get a membership. You got to get this. You got to get that shoes and just sports bras and deodorant. And it's a lot of work, but with, you know, networking and being social, it's not always as much work. So I try to give as much. Honestly, honestly, it's free. <laughs> like you could literally go to the park and network. You can like go out. Like it's, it's, it's the best investment you can make, right? Am I, am I selling it now? <laughs> it's true. We need a, we need a commercial for like networking. <laughs> we really do, but it is. It but is absolutely- actually, um, um, I have a suggestion. I think that like so. One thing that I've like been looking at about like people and how hard it is to network is that we're not in settings where it's like okay to meet people. Like, you know, obviously any public setting, you can walk into anybody and talk to them. But generally when people go out, they're looking for the person that they were supposed to meet there instead of just like being out and being open to meeting people. So it's like you go out with intention to meet the friends that you are supposed to meet there and spend time with them. And I was just talking on actually my podcast last week about like when it's like with my friends, it's like, well, like if we're going out somewhere, we're supposed to go meet people, right? Like if you want to hang out with me, we'd be at my house and we can sit and we can chill and we can talk. But if we're out in the world, shouldn't we be like taking advantage of the world in a sense? But like, I feel like the solution for like formula of just like, oh, just hanging out with people that you went out with, um, people should have more house parties because those are more intimate settings. Um, on the podcast, we were talking about like how um, Isabel, she only like, she would hang out with these people in these group settings, but she would never get to know them intimately. And I was telling her, I feel like the solution is that we have house parties because people, people feel more comfortable and they feel like easier. Like, Oh, it's like, if you're at this house, then you're at least safe within these bounds. And I can like let down my guard a little bit more and like maybe we can become friends in that way. So I think that my like networking plug is also throw house parties. Yeah. A good kickback can go a long way. At least that's been my experience. Like you really can meet people, (laughs) you know, in 
in an intimate setting and have deeper conversations and better quality conversations than you ever would at like a bar. Because most people at bars, mm-hmm. they've got like something else turned on, like this stranger danger, you know, vibe thing that your meter, your bullshit meters turned on high. Like you've got all these different gauges in your brain that are operating. Like, let me make sure the bartender doesn't upcharge me a ton or I don't lose my purse or, you know, this bouncer's being real fucking creepy. You've got all these different gauges going off where exactly. when you're at someone's home, you're not worried about creepy bartenders or creepy bouncers or someone trying to jip you or someone trying to put a ton of shit in your drink or stepping on someone's weird gum or, you know what I mean? Lines at the bathroom. Like there's just so many things you're not worried about. So you can actually focus on meaningful stuff, which would be conversation and just being yourself. And yes, you know, if you're introverted, it can still be hard to meet somebody in a smaller setting, but I feel like a lot of the pressure is still off because it's just a more relaxed energy and a, and a vibe. It's just a different vibe. So I have yeah. agree. And yeah, that's exactly what, yeah, like the same point that you're trying to make where it's just like, you just like everybody there is vouched for. So you feel safer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now these are great tips. I mean, we ascended, we essentially just like, we gave a ton of different tips, but I wanted to talk about that because I think it's good to swap information and to swap just like, you know, street cred and knowledge that you've built, you know, you have a whole show that you've been putting out for weeks and weeks and weeks just about, you know, um, about and around meeting people and getting to know them and experiencing some of their realities and their stories and stuff like that. And I've done a lot of the same thing and, and there's a lot to be said. And we all take different things from that. Like you and I could hear the same story or the same podcast or the same news show or whatever, the same Netflix documentary and take away so much from it. And that's what I love so much about like meeting people and having these interactions because our experiences are so, 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 so different. And yeah, I think it's what makes the world go round essentially. So that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about. I think most people know a little bit more about you and a little bit more about like your background and what you've got going on for 2020. And we will definitely partner up again and we'll meet in person. And when we do, we'll put it on the gram. So make sure you guys are following us. <laughs> um, the NTMY podcast IG page and also the Whitney Danielle Coaching and the Network and Spill pod, our IG page. Make sure you're following all three. And make sure you're, you're staying tuned because you guys know the people that I have on my show are like legit people who I communicate with on a regular or semi-regular basis. So most of them are people I'm like watching their stories. I'm showing up to their pages, blah, 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 blah. And I will feature them again. Like they will be back. You will typically see my guests come back on the show in one way or another. And I'd love for you guys to... Yeah. And if I go to one of Simone's like kickbacks, I will absolutely do a little snippet on IG for you guys to see like what it's like and how much fun we're having. So turn up. Thank you, Simone, for being here, for agreeing to... Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've had a great time. I enjoyed meeting you virtually. (laughs) Can't wait to meet you in person. I know. And it's kind of cool not to have to be in the driver's seat, right? We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's very different. Honestly. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I kind of did have like that nervousness. Like when you like, when I'm like telling people, oh no, it's fine. Like, you know, I was asking some questions, you just answer them. I'm like, whatever. But now I'm just like, oh wow, this is what it's like, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 
it's difficult. It's definitely a weird feeling, um, but it's nice to not have to drive, right? Because you're not going to have to edit this unless you want to. I can send this to you if you want to edit it, but you don't have to. <laughs> I mean, if look, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's one of the pros. It's not a busy weekend. <laughs> it's not a busy weekend. You know what? Um, so, okay. So what we'll do is we'll follow up. I will, we'll do some posts and we'll promote the episode. We'll go live. Actually, maybe we should do that. If, um, if it's not a busy weekend, maybe we can get together and then go live on like a Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. That way, like I will have met you in person before we go live. So maybe okay. if we okay. time, like, Oh yeah. Release on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I, this will go live. Oh wait. Yeah. Well, whenever this will go live the week after next. So we'll figure it out. We'll get, oh, the, okay. we'll get the logistics okay. squared away, but we will try to go live on, I try to go live on Instagram with my guests, like the, a few days after the episode drops. So if you have time, I'd love to have you on. Okay. We could do like, um, like a 20 minute, like IG live and talk about stuff and promo your show and stuff. And we could even go live on your show's page too, if you want to talk about okay. the episode. Um, but yeah, we can do that. Let's do okay. that. Are you down? Okay. Yeah. We can definitely talk about that. I'm trying to think about, my schedule for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, we can like um, message about that and figure out okay. when we can meet up. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. All right, guys. So okay. make sure you're following us on the gram so that you can figure out when we're going to figure it out. And make sure that you tell your friends about this episode. If you know someone who's in the podcast as well, or you want to check out a new show, this is a super easy way to do that. All you have to do is subscribe to Simone's show nice to meet you podcast and you will have both of us on your feed when she drops episodes you'll get a little note when i drop episodes obviously you'll get another note as well now as far as the rating and reviewing please make sure you're going to the bottom of the apple podcast app and you're leaving a review you're saying something cute or something funny and or dropping like an aha moment or like a tweetable like oprah quote like whatever you want to put just put something in there so that i know it's you drop five stars and if you don't have an iphone you need to find somebody who does commandeer one ask somebody on the train ask a friend like just find someone with an iphone and then give the five stars so that it boosts the show. Um, I will be back and don't forget the reason why I'm asking you to do that is because I will be doing some drawings this fall and this winter. So if your name's in the hat, your name's in the hat and you may win some shit. And I've partnered with Niall, right? Remember Niall from the nihilist.com, which is like this huge inventory of black businesses. So that's the move right there. She's got all the people on her website and that's launching in November, right? Um, right. It should be, I will be following up with you guys on this too, but that should be happening um, Black Friday. So I will follow up on Instagram world web to let you guys know when that is officially happening. So you can make sure you're a part of it. If you are a black business and you want to be featured, please make sure you subscribe, um, to their newsletter and you, um, submit your business to the nihilist.com. Okay. Those are all my announcements. Those are all my notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Simone, thanks again for being here. Thanks again for having me. And I've, I've had a great time. Yay. And I will be back next week with another episode. You guys have a fantastic rest of your week and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Bye.